listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Hey, y'all get some more drinks going on. I sound a whole lot better. Oscar's reaction show. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, thank you for joining us on Twitch. Thank you for joining us, uh, all five of you on our YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. Go follow us at One Take Podcast on YouTube. That would be really great. But on Apollo HOU Twitch, also, uh, we're here to talk about um, Mortal Kombat, right? Nothing else? Nothing else happened tonight? Oscar <laughs> went film. We cannot talk Kombat. about Mortal Kombat. I have not seen it yet. I don't see it till Tuesday. Um, yeah, but on top of that, it, nothing weird just happened. Nothing weird at all happened with these Oscars, right? I mean, fuck. Like, that was... What? Why Why did they do that, bro? Why? Why? Okay, Because there's always has to be a controversy. The Oscars will always do one thing to fuck up everything. And they, they waited to do it last this time. Well, they've waited to do it last like a couple of times now. But here's the thing. So if you haven't watched the Oscars or if you just don't, a lot of people will say, oh, we don't care about the Oscars. It's just not true. It's the most watched thing other than the Super Bowl. I love the Oscars. Um, yeah, we all love the Oscars here, folks. This is a movie podcast. What do you think? What do you think we're getting? Um, but the thing with, that happened with the Oscars. So the format was completely different it, this year. It was it felt uh, we can talk about the format here in a little bit, but it was more low key. There were less people in attendance because of the whole panorama. And everything else but they switched the normally it goes best they do best actor best or they do best director best actor best actress best picture this year yeah. they did best director really early on um they did best picture towards the end before they did best actress and best actor and we all put on twitter and it was the consensus that oh this means that chadwick boseman has won the oscar and we're going to try we're going to try and have a nice send-off here yeah, that's what we, we all thought was the show on a chadwick boseman tribute because all three of us picked chadwick to win that, that award didn't we chadwick but i, I award, picked i picked riz ahmed but that's oh, got it, got it, got it. Me and, me and T both played Chadwick Bozeman. And I, I think that was kind of the, And we all got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the conventional wisdom coming in. Like, you know, they'll give him the award because, like, A, the performance is fucking fantastic. He he killed that movie. Uh, and he was the best part of it. And it's a great movie. They got honored a bunch of different other ways in the Academy tonight. But, like, the dude died earlier this, like, or last year. And... Like he just had such an amazing impact, like on you know all of us, obviously on Hollywood and film, and just it's just a Black History icon at this point. Honestly, like playing other Black History icons, playing Black Panther, like all of that, and then giving this amazing ass performance in his final role that came out posthumously, and they gave it to. Anthony Hopkins, like Anthony Hopkins was great. Like, don't get me wrong. The father is great. Anthony Hopkins was great. I watched it this morning. 
performance of the father is really great. But is is it in your top five Anthony Hopkins performances? Because it's not mine. Is it worth switching the order? Really? I don't know, man. No, well, here's the thing is I'm not going to say that Chadwick didn't deserve it. I don't, or Viola Davis didn't. I didn't see, I haven't, just because of life and everything else, I barely got to, I didn't even watch Mank. So sorry to those. You don't don't need to watch Mank. Fuck Mank. Yeah, so sorry to those of you who like rely on us for movie opinions. I watched every, well, I watched every single one. So I couldn't get to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's like sometimes watching this many movies is work even though it's on Netflix and stuff. So I just didn't get to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So I will watch it. And I'm sure it was from all and from every review that I've read to anything else. He, he was stellar. That's the thing, though, with Hopkins is I'm not mad at the Hopkins pick. But why just don't do that? You know what don't, I mean? Like, oh, don't us by switching the order. He's the oldest ever Oscar winning actor. I thought the performance was I thought the performance was outstanding. I thought the way the filmmaking in that movie and the way that he was able to go along with the father and and the way he portrayed dementia was just it was scary and haunting and brilliant. And I thought I think it's one of his best performances to date. People I, might argue with me, but I, I mean, TG don't think so. But I just think I, it was incredible. I like the performance. I don't want to. I thought the performance was really moving. Like, I'm not hating on the performance but i'm just hating like if you choose to honor anthony hopkins if we just looked at his whole career this probably wouldn't be in my top three films that i'd be like oh my god i think we have to honor anthony hopkins because he made this he's been he's been acting for a million years he's been in some iconic iconic roles so that's not i don't think that i say that to slight the performance at all because mm-hmm. he's been in a lot of fucking movies uh i thought it was a great performance uh, I, did I think he should have got the award tonight? No, I don't think so. But like, I, it's not like so. I, I was in a clubhouse room just now, and somebody compared this to when Green Book won Best Picture, and I was like, I, I wouldn't quite go that far. Thought. I would not go that far because one, Green Book is is like a mediocre film, and it was probably the seventh or eighth best movie on the list, even if we didn't talk about the controversy first. Uh, Anthony Hopkins' performance is perfectly fine. You're not gonna look back in 30 years and watch The Father and be like. Oh my God! Why did he win? Like, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna think that when you watch the movie because it's a really good performance. It's a it's a pretty good movie. Like, it's a great performance. You're not just gonna look back like, holy shit! This isn't like when Crash won Best Picture. Like, you go back and watch Crash now, you'd be like, how the fuck did they ever reward this film? You're not gonna think that when you watch The Father in 20 years or when it people can actually watch it because I think you still have to pay for it. So nobody's ever seen The Father except for the (laughs) three of us because we're nerds. But uh, no one's ever no one's seen The Father yet. So I can understand the outrage because we all wanted Chadwick to win. I think some people, I think, I think the outrage will, will, will remain there because we wanted that moment for Chadwick. But I think as more people watch the father, they would at least see that the performance is really good. Like, it's not like they just gave it to anybody. Like the performance Mm -hmm. is really moving. It's a very challenging role to play. uh, And it's in the, I just think that he did a great job in the role. It's not who I would have rewarded with the, awarded with the award but it's a great performance and so i don't think we can start making comparisons to when they just completely missed the mark because i thought the i thought the performance yeah it's like they didn't miss the mark but they missed the mark with how they did the show it's like the producers of the show exactly what they were doing and they fucked it up so bad because they're like he's the betting favorite he uh, he has the they has the uh, he has the posthumous thing go you know i mean not going for him that's a terrible way of putting that but like he has the the posthumous backing, kind of like when Heath, everyone knew that Heath Ledger was going to win, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it, he had that sort of momentum for his performance. And so it, the producers wanted so badly for that to happen. The only thing they didn't take into account was is that it the wasn't Oscar voters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you have to try to hide that. Like if, if you know at the point where you know the dude who everybody thinks is gonna win this award who happens to have died this year, and is black. the second we know he's not winning this award and he's black, we literally have to do our best Pivot. to de-emphasize this award. But instead they put it last so that we would all continue to watch. And now that's the only thing that people will remember for this broadcast, which is a it's a bad decision, it's just like a bad, bad producing. Like maybe they didn't know who was gonna win the award, but to the extent that they did. You have to try to mitigate the backlash. Don't let that be the lasting moment of what I thought was a pretty good Oscars. Like, don't yeah. let that be the memorable moment of that. I thought this was a great Oscars. Like, this is the most fun I've had watching the broadcast in a long time. But, yeah, where I make the Green Book comparison is that that's what I remember from that Oscars night, like, actually watching it. Yep. It's just it's the last thing that happened. It went out on a whimper. We were all like, what the fuck? Green book. <laughs> what? And like you said, like Anthony Hopkins definitely like is deserving of the award. He gave a great performance. Like it's not like uh, they gave it to some bullshit. Like they didn't, you know, they didn't give it to Crash or whatever. But like making that the lasting moment of the Oscar where we're all just like, we end the show. An amazing show. We just saw Glenn Close shake her ass on national television in front of Daniel Kaluuya. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but to end the show, we're all just like, yo, what the fuck? Why would the Oscars do that to us? And they, they didn't need to do that to us. It, Anthony Hopkins didn't give a speech. There was no, like... Spencer Hall tweeted... Over. Spencer Hall tweeted um, uh, <laughs> that Anthony Hopkins has been in bed in his bed asleep in Malibu for two hours. Yeah. He wasn't there to accept the award. Meanwhile, Chadwick's widow was at the award show still. That's just bad. That's just all bad all around. And and you know that like, okay. It, it, like you said, Dex, it just ended. Like they went to Questlove. He was like, peace. And it was just, it was just, he was done. And, and that's kind of what's bad about it too, is because if you, it, the second betting favorite is Anthony Hopkins. You know what I mean? So like, it's not like, it's not like, all right, we have, we have Chadwick who we would, you know, reward this to and his widow, or I said, Denzel met get up and speak, which would have been incredible. Man, um, that would have been awesome. But like it, it, I don't even know if he was there, but like, that's what I was thinking. And it's not like you went to somebody like, oh, Riz Ahmed won and he could get up and be like, Chadwick, thank you. Or something like, you know, pay homage to. And But it was just Anthony Hopkins who could not give a shit about this award show because he just wasn't there. <laughs> like he wasn't on a Zoom call. He wasn't nothing. Nothing like we couldn't even get him on Zoom. Yeah, like nothing. It literally just ended. Like, oh, all right. Well, Anthony Hopkins won. Bye, guys. And it was like, Anthony wait, Anthony Hopkins won. Are... He's not here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, slandering you, Dex. They said you look like you're talking into a 1998 Dell desktop side speaker <laughs> in the break room at a Staples. And they God said damn. you look like you're talking into a portable table fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y- y- y'all got me. 
You're right. I got to up my, uh, I bought the cheapest microphone that I could find. I didn't think we would last very long doing this podcast shit. <laughs> We've been doing gotta, this for a year. I got to upgrade my shit. I just know. I will say you sound, expectations. Oh you sound my immaculate. God. You sound immaculate. Shout out to the Blue Snowball, baby's first podcast, Mike, holding us down on here. Oh, God. Best Buy for like 25 bucks. Hell yeah. I know we'd be doing this shit a year later. Um, no, I, I just think I just think it was and, and also leading up to that, it can't be understated. We'll go through the winners, but Francis McDormand won, which I you know, shout out, I had it in my pool. Um she won, she's a big weirdo, but and that was something that led into it too. It's almost like she just she got out of Dodge really quickly with her speech. She's like, I've done this before. Thanks for the award. Y'all just saw me how like okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah, and then it went to Joaquin Phoenix, who's equally, if not more weird. And then it was just like, bye, okay. He said something weird, and then it was just like, Anthony Hopkins isn't here. <laughs> Can Thank we talk about Best Picture for a second? Uh, work backwards, I right. guess. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's work backwards. Of course, we we uh, so Anthony Hopkins wins uh, best um, best lead actor, best actor. best oh, leading oh. actor. We can go on the reverse order and just do uh, Best Actress next. What about that? Yeah, okay. Best Actress. Frances McDormand, I just said she's a big weirdo, but she um great actress. I, I she had did a great job. In that boring movie is what you tweeted. In a very, very, very boring film. That is good. I do not want to have people think that I think Nomadland is bad because I don't think that it's bad. I just think that I will never watch it again because it's boring. But Francis does a great job in this film. But let's be real for a second. And I'm not trying to hate on Francis McDormand, who I love, who is great, uh, who is in Fargo, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Francis McDormand. Okay. However good you think her performance is when you watch this film, how do you have to take into account the fact that she's one of the only actors or actresses on set? the whole point of this film is that they're bringing in all these people who are not actors or actresses to tell these stories, which is kind of what makes them effective. But if we're comparing Francis's performance to the other people on the screen, those people are not trained actors and actresses. So doesn't she look bigger and better compared to everybody else? Because nobody else is actually acting. They're just saying lines. Well, I, I put it as she has to act against those people. That's true, too. Like, They're like, fucking up the chemistry. Yeah, you know, like, it's like, it, things are easy when you get Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio acting against each other. When you have, like, a literal desert person out there, like, saying lines, and you gotta respond, act and respond, listen and respond. I've seen a camera in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> now they're on a movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shout out to those people. They're living their life, like, the more power to them. But it's just, like, when you're having to act against, like, a like a literal nomad, like a literal nomad person that lives in a van. Did I freeze? Um, you did get a freeze. But um, when you're having to act against those people, it makes your job that much harder. You know what I mean? And shout out to Chloe Zhao for, for um, filming this and capturing the performances the way that she did. Because, you know, you could have fooled me that they just got these people off like, like these were commercial actors yeah. or somebody that had like Hollywood yeah. wanderers or something. You could have fooled me. Like they weren't the best actors in the world. Like the only other, uh, I think professional actor in the movie was the guy that uh, played her love 
quote unquote interest, um, who's been in a in a ton of things. Her love disinterest because she was not. Yeah, she, she was not uh, feeling it. Not having it. Um, David uh, Strathairn, uh, Strathern. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but I mean he's great. But it um, he was the only other like actual guy. So it's I I put it as that. So I, I that's why I gave it to her because I thought she had to make and she had to carry that honestly. And uh, that's that's what I thought. And she lived in a literal van. Like, I mean, say what you will. We gave Leonardo DiCaprio an Oscar for living in the cold, like living in a bear. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she went out. She went out and lived in a van and shit out in the desert, like and cleaned up shit. Like I'll I'll uh, I'll give it to it, Francis McDormand. It's a great performance. Uh, I can't really hate on the selection. Um, I thought Viola would win, but. I, I guess in retrospect, thinking that two people from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom were going to win Best Actor and Best Actress without that being nominated for Best Picture yeah. was probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's something I thought about, too. But also, like, this year, the Best Actress category, which is really not that strong, the the male side was much stronger this year versus mm-hmm. last year, when the male side was kind yeah, of trash. But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't that strong a year. I mean... Andre Day getting nominated for United States versus Billy Holiday. Which, I mean, like, she won the Golden Globe, so there was a push that maybe she might win. Yeah, but I mean, that movie feels very like made for TV. <laughs> it's not really yeah. like like an Oscar-y like movie. I don't know. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. She was she was really good, but you saw her give birth for. I I watched her give birth in a in a bathtub. She was weird, but. Yeah, this year just was not a like a strong year. Like 2019, when you had like Lady Gaga and Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman and like these other great performances yeah. and stuff like that. That was a really stacked year. This year it was just kind of like whoever wins it wins it. You can make whatever argument you want to, but like nobody really stood out I've, to me that much. So Francis McDormand getting it feels fine, I guess. I hope this doesn't come off as offensive, but I really like Vanessa Kirby. Um, but I don't really like Vanessa Kirby in more serious roles. I really just want her to be in every Mission Impossible movie yeah. and just yeah. kick the shit out of people. Mission I like Impossible, her so much Hobbs more as an actress. I want her in action movies, and I want her just being near the action, kicking the shit out of people. Like I really like her in that vein. I understand, like as an artist, you want to do a little bit of everything. But like I really like seeing her in these stupid action movies, and so hopefully she continues to do them at least. And if she wants to do a promising young woman every now and again, that's fine. I thought she was fine in the film. I didn't think she was like some kind of standout or like I definitely didn't watch it and think, oh, this is like one of the best performances of the year, even in a down year. I didn't think that, but you know, whatever. I like Vanessa Kirby. Shout out to her. I haven't watched Pieces of a Woman. I don't know if I ever will because I mm, the way you described that. No, thank you. <laughs> you really don't need to watch it. And like the movie itself is uncomfortable. Shia LaBeouf being in it is uncomfortable. Like it's just. It was just uncomfortable. I only watched it just in case she won so we could talk about it, but like she didn't win, so who cares? Shia yeah, LaBeouf I mean, always strives for uncomfortable. That's what he's going for. That's literally his job. I mean, you uh, you said you saw Shia LaBeouf's penis, so there you go. Multiple times, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I mean, uh, there was a push, I think, for Carrie Mulligan that she may walk away with it, but... We, I guess we can talk about Promising Young Woman now. I, yeah, uh-uh, yeah. That, that movie I stinks, enjoyed, bro. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Mank. I will just say that. 
Not a high bar. <laughs> Not a high bar at all. Mank was my least favorite film nominated. Um, I could not have been more bored. And I love Fincher. I am in the Fincher hive. So please don't take this as disrespect to Mr. Fincher. This film did nothing for me. So Promising Young Woman was probably my second least favorite movie of the bunch. Yeah, for me, watching I had Carrie Mulligan in our like in our picks just because I wanted to be different from you guys. We had been pretty unilateral on a bunch of stuff. I was like, let me switch yeah. it up. But uh, yeah, watching her performance in Promising Young Woman the whole time, I was like, why why isn't this Margot Robbie? Like, I know Margot Robbie produced it. Holy and shit. And <laughs> she wanted to like not be in it to like give somebody else's like the opportunity or whatever. But I was watching it like, yeah, this could have just been Margot Robbie, especially at the end where she's in like the nurse outfit. I was like, oh, they're just they're, like, playing in my face right now. <laughs> when, <laughs> this multicolored hair, this nurse costume. I'm like, just make this Margot Robbie. Like, we this could have been so much. Just just make it Margot Robbie. Yeah, just a Harley Quinn stand along. Um, the I so we'll move down the list. Uh, I I don't really have much more to say about the 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 best actress. Best, yeah, the, the best actress same. category. Same, I, same, same. She was great. I mean, very good performance. Um, hold on, let me find a better better list here. Oh God! Now we got to talk about best picture. Okay, best picture. Yeah, let's work our way down. Let's have the winner start. Dex got it right, so let's have him. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I just pretty much all the conventional wisdom was that Nomadland had this in the bag. It's been winning awards all season and all that stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I kept saying this is that uh, I forget what country singer that song is by, but that Live Like You're Dying song where they're like, I went skydiving and Rocky Mountain climbing and like all this other shit because my friend had cancer and I just wanted to YOLO, you know, like <laughs> this is that in movie form. And I think that like really resonates with a lot of people, especially a lot of Academy voters. I won't lie, it resonated with me. But um, yeah, I think pretty much the entire season, this has been the favorite and I just... You know, Easy with pick. The conventional wisdom pick there, yeah. Easy pick. I went with Sound of Metal just because I like that movie more, but I'm not gonna lie really to you. I really liked Nomad Land. Maybe I was a little drunk when I watched it, but I it hit me somewhere where I was like, man, 2008 sucked. Like that's <laughs> that's basically where it hit me. Where it's just like that sucked for a lot of people, and we're gonna still be making movies about that for a long time. But I I hadn't I just hadn't seen that kind of story portrayed about that and I, I just thought it was affecting it was a beautiful film it was uh, gorgeous to look yeah. at the entire time yeah i mean now there wasn't much of a script nothing really happens literally nothing really happens. yeah there's no there's no plot it some as somebody tweeted to me the other day the plot is the friends we make along the way like that's yeah it. <laughs> plot was the friends we made along the way but Tej, i mean you've said this movie is extremely boring and i gotta agree with you it is it's, it's good. good it's just it is boring it is boring it's it's like i'm not ever gonna pop this movie back in like on a random tuesday night because it's like i'm that's never gonna happen like it it, it is a well-made movie it's super beautiful i love chloe Zhao. i'm very happy for her hashtag internals like uh, the mouse overlords have won again. Now they can just slap an Oscar winner <laughs> on that film as if we weren't all going to go watch it anyway. Now we're definitely going to go watch it. Uh, but I just found the film just like uh, completely like a chore. Um, I understood the messaging. I really liked the messaging and it's not a bad, it's a, like a very well-made movie. 
anyone that likes it, I definitely see what they like about it. I can see why it affected people the way it did. But for me, my overwhelming emotion was really just boredom and it really got in the way of me getting into my feels because I was just so bored because the movie, literally nothing happens. And so, um, you know, it wasn't at the top. I picked Judas because it was by, by far and away my favorite film of the, of the eight, um, even though Minari is really good too. Um, Judas and The Sound of Metal were probably my two favorite films on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are the films that moved me the most. Uh, and I knew that Judas was probably a long shot to actually win, but I thought The Sound of Metal could actually win. And if I had to pick uh, a, a second film that I thought was going to win, I would pick The Sound of Metal. It just it just moved me in a different way. And Riz Ahmed was just incredible in it, as he yeah. is in everything. So that's why I picked that's why I picked it for best picture and him for best actor like I think I was most moved by that film now going back like I really do like the father and the filmmaking choices within the father but Judas and the Black Messiah is the most entertaining out of all of those films for, for sure. sure like I mean hands down it, it, it it's not even close actually yeah Judas and the Black Messiah I've, I've, I've already seen twice and these other movies I don't know if I'll ever watch them again but Judas and the Black Messiah I watched it twice literally the weekend that it came out so mm-hmm. even the clip they shoot like the little clips they would show of each movie when they were announcing the nominees even the clip i was just like so i was just like so roused rounded up like oh my god like this shit is so fire like i am a revolutionary it's just so good it's just anyway so like obviously i didn't think it was gonna win best picture but it won a couple of awards tonight and we'll we'll get to some other awards um, that won. But uh, what a film, man. Yeah, Trial trial that we didn't even talk about. I like Trial of the Chicago 7. Didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it was pretty paint by numbers. Uh, it was entertaining. I think it's probably the second most entertaining film, actually. Did it win anything tonight? No, nothing. Okay, which makes which makes so much sense. Like, it is. <laughs> it just, yeah. It was just one of the, the cannon fodder for those ones that are nominated for, like, like the Irishman. It was just nominated for a bunch yeah. of awards. Netflix is getting held out of awards is one of my favorite things. It's a really funny bit. Um, the but yeah, so Disney uh, and HBO Max coming through like riding all fools once again, and Netflix <laughs> is just sitting there like, "Well, make one um, production design." design um. <laughs> Winner of two Academy Awards. They just put down in like little subtitles what it was. Um, It'll be, it won't be Oscar winners tab on Netflix. It'll be Oscar nominees. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really like, I mean, we gotta, we gotta give shouts out. Minari was an incredible film too. Also, Amazing. nothing really happens in that. Did film it win either. anything? Um, best supporting. Best supporting. Actor. Yeah. Yeah. We'll oh, that's, go right. Down, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We'll go down the list. Uh, best director, uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, Zhao, Zhao, um, she she won for Nomad Land, of course. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, and Thomas Vindenberg for another round. This is an interesting category, but I think it was always going to go. I mean, it was always going to go to Chloe Zhao for sure from the from the jump. Like she's been taking home every single award. We all a woman it. won a woman won Best Picture and Best Director. I'm not sure that's ever happened. I'm definitely not sure a woman of color has ever done that. So I first mean, that's Chinese, a, that's a, Chinese born. Uh, that's a big person, I think, to ever win as well. That's a big fucking deal. So props yeah. to Chloe Zhao for that because that's and a that, huge deal. That reminds me of something that I said earlier to you guys. I think like this year's Oscars, until we got to the very end of it, did a way better job at like representing some of the diverse filmmakers and some of the diverse like 
just people who watch movies too um like chloe Zhao winning everything that she won um i forget her name uh winning for best supporting actress daniel kaluuya winning best supporting actor uh you know having the lady that signed uh those two or three different categories that she signed all back to back like just stuff like that throughout the night it felt way more actually representative this year than previous years because previous years like you'll have some white people win an award get up there and be like we got to represent for all the colorful (laughs) (laughs) no you're right i i think i think though it does and i mentioned it does help though when those films are actually nominated like it like it's very you know oh only like three people of color were nominated this year like i hope they win cross your fingers yeah, well, it's like yeah. it helps when they're fucking nominated for shit you know what i mean and it's not like they have it's not like people of color haven't been making good movies it's just like you know it's just never been mixed in and i think we're just starting to see like the the traces of that in filmmaking and people just be like all of a sudden being or even the academy not people people have always been accepting of these films but uh, the academy being like oh yeah uh maybe let's be just a little bit less racist and, <laughs> yeah. and just it just just integrate these films into into what we're doing hey guys Easy we can concept. read subtitles all the time not just for best foreign <laughs> film <laughs> yeah i mean that being best foreign language film though for the uh, golden globes minari was ridiculous because they speak yeah. english in the movie like yeah, it's an English-speaking film. Uh, yeah. At least the version that, I watched. I can't speak to, but the version I watched, they were speaking English. And it takes place in fucking it wasn't Arkansas. A yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a dub. In they Arkansas, were, like, what they were speaking with Arkansasian accents. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think Chloe Zhao did a, an amazing job with with directing people that were not actors. Directing Francis McDormand. I think this film is brilliant looking uh pacing is something but i all that to say i am psyched for eternals yeah let's go yeah. and i really like chloe Zhao's speech too when she won for whatever award she won for where she was like you got to remember the goodness of people i was like oh that's so sweet like, especially you're too good times. for this world yeah <laughs> look around chloe shit is fucked up out here i thought for a second i mean david fincher may have won for mank but i really liked lee isaac chung and uh what he did with minari to be honest i would have given it to him if not if not Zhao. but we can move on from this category do y'all have anything else to say on that fuck mank <laughs> okay um Hashtag fuck mank best supporting actress this one was a runaway for sure um you yeah, uh I'm, she crushes that role yeah i'm butchering this name so i apologize you jung uh you from uh korea south korea she um she won for minari uh she had the best speech of anybody at the Oscars. Best speech of the night for sure <laughs> just just looking at everybody and saying i think i'm just more lucky than you cold as shit that was, <laughs> that was awesome um brad pitt nice to meet you <laughs> yeah it, brad pitt being on the title card of minari like at the very end produced by brad pitt was the most shocking thing about that film yeah I was like, what? He's been, he's been, he's produced a couple Oscar winning films now. Like, he's, this is becoming yeah. a thing. This is what he does. He's in his back. This is now. what he does. When he's not acting, he's just like, oh, this movie looks like it's going to win some Oscars. Let me throw uh, some money at that shit. Yeah. Throw some money at that shit. And he just, he's just fix, amazing. 
picks good projects. Um, I think the closest one, um, uh, <laughs> other, other than that was probably for me was Olivia Coleman for the father. Uh, I don't know why Glenn Close was nominated for Hillbilly Elegy other than she's Glenn Close. Uh, I needed her at the show for that one segment where she and, was yeah, throwing I'm it back. That segment, um, getting canceled. that segment will not be here next year because everybody took it as a chance to take a shot at the Oscars. Nah, bro. <laughs> they need to fucking put that shit on Hulu. I'll watch that shit every week. Like, Everybody was like, well, this song is awesome. So it probably wasn't nominated because the Oscars are idiots. They're literally bleeping them. And it's like, oh, this is going badly. Yeah, Andre Chris, Day or Chris whatever. Love set them up for failure on that yeah. one. It like, really did. Like, you have to have known that this is going to happen. Andre Day was like, oh, this is one of the best songs of all time. So, of course, the Oscars didn't know shit about it. Correct. Yeah. You were just like, oh, shit. Like, the Oscars, you guys set yourself up for some slander here, bro. Exactly. The, that was a. That, if you don't know what we're talking about, that was an awesome segment. But where, um, uh, hit me with a name. Uh, Lil Quest, uh, Love and Lil, 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 Lil Howery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lil Rel got on the mic and they played songs that may or may not have been nominated for an Academy Award. None of them were. So it was just like a bit. <laughs> so it was just like a bit. Like Purple Rain was one. Um, and some others and then they got to glenn close and glenn close was handed the mic and she knew and it's probably set up like she knew what song it was but like i didn't know like i didn't know that she knew that song yeah i was stunned that was pretty impressive i said oh has been hanging around with some black people and she got up and threw it back on screen so got up and did the butt (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that was awesome. But also, as uh, Andre Day was being like, this is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> and they had to, like, had to bleep her out on the Austin. Like, half of her words were bleeped out. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, not to take away from going back, uh, Yu Jung Young wanting for uh, Minari. Her performance was just, just so good. It was so, it was so good. good. Haunted. So good. Just perfect. Yeah. At times it was absolutely delightful, and then and it was funny. heartbreaking, and yeah. like, yep. just amazing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she was the way she interacted with the children in that, like that. The Minari also had some of the best children act, child actors I think I've ever seen in any movie. For also, sure. um, we all picked that one pretty easily. I was pretty yeah. confident about that. I mean, she was the betting favorite too, but like I, I just think I just think her performance was brilliant i think especially after she had spoiler has a stroke um and does you know goes through that whole process i i man i and also funniest fucking character in the i mean bringing levity to a film about like poor migrants in arkansas that's hard to do um all right let's go down the list a uh, supporting actor runaway daniel kaluuya judas and the black messiah duh like that was that was Easy locked decision. up that was locked up months ago yeah i'm so glad they didn't fuck that up because when they announced the nominations everybody was like wait a minute look stanfield is not a supporting actor why are y'all splitting the votes by putting him in this category like don't mm-hmm. don't do this shit they're gonna fuck this up for us they're gonna give daniel kaluuya's award to such barry cohen or some other bullshit and Thank God they did the right thing. And he he gave an amazing speech. Great speech. He thanked his parents for uh, fucking. We going yep. up tonight, man. We going up. Um, also, going re- back real quick, we can't uh, forget that uh, Maria Bakalova was nominated for the Bo- second Borat movie. Just throwing that one out there. 
the uh, fact that Borat got nominated for any um, two Oscar Oscars two has to be two Oscars. Yeah. Not to mention, Sasha Baron Cohen was also nominated for uh, Best Supporting for uh, Trial of Chicago 7. Good night for Sasha Baron Cohen. You yeah. can't win anything. Great night for him. I'm sure he did not expect Borat to be nominated for any Oscars, so that's a win. Uh, and and also, Borat, to, too, is good. He gets to live in uh, Sydney, Australia with um, Isla Fisher, so there's that, too. So good for him. But- uh, worst place to live. I liked uh, I liked Sasha Baron Cohen's performance. I thought um, Me too. I thought he was really good, especially in he that was. Mono- monologue. He was no he was. Daniel Kaluuya. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Paul like, Racy was really good too in Sound of Metal. Um, for know. somebody that's not really an actor, I don't think. I oh really? I I I've that. never heard of him. I think he he did a great job. I think he's more of an interpreter. If I if I hold on. Sorry, we'll look this up. But Paul Racy, if you haven't watched Sound of Metal, it's free on. You all have Prime. It's free it's on, on Prime. Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and he is an actual deaf man. Um, okay, no, he's an actor. He's been in some things. That's, he's got sorry, like man. one episode parts and a bunch of TV shows, like yeah. going back to the '90s and stuff. But yeah, so he is on this level. He is an actor, so like uh, an incredible break for him. But um, he was uh, he was he was brilliant. He was very heartbreaking in that movie too, especially in that scene that they showed where he's uh, saying, "Hey, you look like an addict." When he's acting, when he's asking him for money. Oh yeah, yeah. For for the RV and stuff. It. I think he's. I think, and he tells him to leave. I think it's particularly heartbreaking. I think that performance was really good. But all that being said, Judas and the Black Messiah runaway performance. He won as soon as he got up in front of that church and delivered that speech. That I, I tweeted that when he won the Golden Globe Award, but that speech is haunting. That speech is awesome. Incredible. And I'm, I'm so glad that Uncle Lee is an Oscar winner. And I can't wait to see what else he does now that he can hey, do that. the fuck that's, he wants. That's dope as hell. Just Daniel Kaluuya, Oscar winner. He's just going to keep getting better and keep getting better scripts. And I cannot wait to see what he does next as well. Uh, we all picked um, Soul for best animated feature. Duh. A lot of people want to see Wolfwalkers, but like only like three people watch Wolfwalkers on Apple TV. So <laughs> only like seven I, people have Apple TV, so that makes sense. I saw a lot of people saying Onward's a better movie than Soul and deserves not to on any planet. But I was okay. like, where is this coming from? I liked Onward. It's perfectly fine, but come on. Yeah, we we talked about Onward on the pod, and we all loved it. But yeah, it's no but soul. It's not soul. <laughs> no, it ain't soul though. Like Onward is actually to me, it's incredible because it's Pixar. It's incredible to look at. It's a great story. It's fun. It's a good movie. Uh, but it's like lower tier Pixar. If we're being yeah. honest, it, it is not top tier Pixar. It is not up there with the big boys. But it's fun. Also, that came out beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, that was one of the first. That feels years. like 90 years ago. Exactly. That was one of the first, like, okay, fuck it. No movies. We're just going to put shit on streaming. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> like, was one of the ones that were like, that. that's one of the highest grossing movies of 2020 just because they got it out just like barely in time to go to the <laughs> to go to the movies. But yeah, Soul was incredible. Um, it's one of the, I feel like it's one, and maybe this is recency bias. I feel like it's one of the better pixar films that i've seen in a long time for sure to me like and 
maybe it's because of when it came out. Like it came out at Christmas time, and mm-hmm. you know we're all in our fields around the holidays for yep. varying reasons. So that like had something to do with it too. But that movie is just incredible and delightful, and just like I don't know, I yeah, I didn't get the like late momentum. Like onward deserves like whatever. Like nah, Soul was always gonna win that one, and it deserved. Onward it. is good. People that haven't seen it should watch it, but nah. Uh, the real the real uh stop the steal here sean the sheep uh farmageddon (laughs) didn't win (laughs) farmageddon yeah Yeah. a movie that definitely exists and multiple people have seen Mm -hmm. not fake (laughs) (laughs) it's a real thing uh best international feature uh y'all haven't seen another round but it's on hulu go watch it um it won I have no idea what these other movies are because I'm a stupid American, but uh, another round is incredible. Really? I no, I mean, it is. A lot of people told me. It is brilliant. I think it is a really dark, dark comedy. Um, and of course, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on I his love name. dark comedies. I'm going to have to go watch Matt this. Mickelson. Thank you. And of course, Mad Mickelson, the sharpest jaw in the West is also uh <laughs> incredible i i think i think it's just i think it's just a really really good movie and i think it if it was not a foreign language film i mean that didn't matter for parasite but i think it could have been nominated for best picture as well too all i know about that movie is that it ends with like a dance number or whatever and mm-hmm. like that'll be enough for me to watch it to be that's honest. incredible <laughs> um but I was they showed clips of the the international feature films, which I appreciated. Some some categories they showed clips, other categories they didn't, whatever. But for the international film one, there's a there's an Asian film. I didn't tell what country it was, but the clip they showed was literally just two characters staring at each other. All right. <laughs> I was like, none of us have any context for what the fuck this movie is. Like, you can't just show us these two characters staring at each other silently. And, and then it. crying, like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to pick a different clip, like, with some some sort of context here. Like, what? Um. So going down the list a uh, little bit, we're about to get into, like, technical awards, which we don't really go into that, that often or – Unfortunately, not a lot of people care about, but um, let's see. Yeah. Best documentary feature. You said uh, no one cares about the octopus. So let's move on. My <laughs> octopus teacher. She spoke forever about that shit. I was like, dude, nobody's seen your fucking octopus movie. Get the fuck out of here. Um, best original score went to Soul, which I was actually excited about. John Baptiste was is an incredible musician. I'm proud he won that. Uh, I. He's also like the sitting musician for uh, Stephen Colbert, which is just funny. Like that's just his everyday job. But now he's an Oscar winner, so that's cool. The people who win Oscars for songs and scores and stuff are always hilarious because it'll be like Black Panther. It's Childish Gambino's like yeah. friend producer. Will <laughs> <laughs> win an Oscar and like fucking Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia win an Oscar. Trent Reznor has two Oscars now. Yeah, yeah. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross have two Oscars. Wild. Um, they, I think they were also nominated for Mank, right? Or did they switch to not doing the David Fincher film to do Soul? Oh, I don't even know if they did Mank. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Because if they were nominated for both, like holy shit! If they did Mank, they 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 uh, wasted their time because that film sticks. 
Mank winning any awards and should try out the Chicago seven, not winning any has a 6.9 on IMDb. Holy shit. People did not like this movie. Bro, it's, it's a chore. It's a movie that only exists because the Oscars exist. If there were no Oscars and like this there film was would no, not exist. Yeah. If there was no like reason to try and bait people with like Hollywood nostalgia or whatever and like get awards for it. Nobody would have made Mank because it's not a story that needs to be told. Like it's- Fincher didn't make he didn't make that movie for us, the fans. He made that movie for the people in the industry. And, and he uh, made it. He made it for his dad and his dad. But like that, had, that has nothing to do with us. Like respectfully, like this film stinks. Uh, it looks cool sometimes. Why did it win best in photography? Because it's black and white like that. I, I don't get that. They always do that. Like, oh, God, um, your film is black and white. Like it looks kind of old school. Like. Who gives a shit? That's not that's not the best looking movie that we saw. It's black year. and white. It looks like it's, it's black and a, white. It's like it's on a shitty projector from Come the on, 30s. bro. And they so were cinematography. You win. I just saw Tenet. People were getting shot from everywhere. <laughs> it was the ride of my life. What do you mean Meg is the best looking movie that I saw this year? That's crazy. Even fucking Nomadland. It's like these are all fucking like you can frame everything in this movie. Every single shot of this movie is a fucking windows like walls like screensaver. Like, come on, man. Like, um, Amanda Seyfried was she was good. Everything else about the movie. She's also a windows screensaver. I have no comments on this woman. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy. Uh, Anyway respectfully um trent as uh trent reznor and atticus ross nine inch nails were also nominated for mank so that's please uh, has anyone ever been nominated twice in the same category for like on the music side that probably is the first time that's ever happened well i mean jamie fox was nominated twice in the same year but like that's true different categories for different categories has anyone ever been nominated twice in the same category because that's wild maybe john williams or uh Hans Zimmer, maybe, but it has to be music because they're prolific. But like, if anyone yeah. has ever done it, it has to be have been Hans Zimmer has been nominated for three films in the same year or some shit like right. that. Right, that's crazy. Um, going down the list here, of course, uh, best original song, "Fight for You." Uh, all no one heard any of these songs. Um, yeah, I, who, I'm glad I her one. Who presented? Whoever presented that award was like. Uh, it's magic whenever you know songs and movies line up perfectly and you'll always remember like the movie moment where you heard that song or whatever and i was like i didn't hear any of these fucking songs <laughs> i think <laughs> i think i think that song was at the end of um... it's at the end and also it's on the soundtrack i listened to the soundtrack so i had heard the song but now her is halfway to EGOT and she's 23 years old that's fucking wild crazy she, she reminds me so much of um Sorry, I'm blanking on it. it. Was Thor Ragnarok? Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Tessa she Thompson? reminds me so much of Tessa Thompson. I don't even know why. Like they sound the exact same to me. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, she uh, she gave a great speech as well. Fight for you, Judas and the Black Messiah. Best original screenplay. Here's where we start to get into contentiousness a little bit, other than the beginning of this show. But uh, promising young woman. Uh, man, I would have given it to probably Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Minar- Minari also. Or Minari. Yeah, Minari also had some great lines between uh, between the husband and the wife in that movie. Um, yeah, nah. I, I don't just, hate. I don't hate promising young woman as much as a lot of people did, but I definitely understand why people hated it, and I definitely don't think it was. Uh, 
worthy of winning such a prestigious award for sure. Look, it's tough for three straight males to get on here and talk about this movie, but here it goes. That's a good point. Fair point. That movie was uneven as shit. There's a lot going on in that film. There is so much going on in that movie. And it's not like I hated it. Like I I kind of was entertained by it throughout most of it just because I wanted to know what happened. But just it doesn't like the there's no real people in that movie. Except for Bo Burnham, I think, is the only real person in that movie. It's they're all caricatures. And maybe that's the point, but like it's that's over my head. I, so I don't know. <laughs> Dex hated I am, it. I'm much lower on that movie than everybody else, and like, like I told y'all, I might be the, I might be the asshole. I might be the dumb movie boy, like, who just doesn't get it or like doesn't understand women's plight or whatever. But I'm like, I, that movie was ass to me, man. <laughs> it was like stuck in the middle of like trying to say something, and then like backing away from it, or like trying to like be really edgy and then back away from it, or like trying to be a revenge fantasy and then backing away from it and then at the end they just just threw all the shit away like they just threw like, it down the drain yeah i think it plays so much movie now it plays so much better if it's just a straight revenge fantasy to me right but maybe that's just me being um maybe that's just me like trying to make this film more simple which is obviously not what they want to do but i just think it works the concept works so much better if it's just a, or straight a horror movie or a horror movie like give but it's like the fact that it's trying to live in multiple worlds is usually i can sometimes be a really cool thing but in this instance i just thought it was kind of clunky like the the way like you're shifting like what this film was about or what genre this film is in didn't actually feel seamless to me it didn't feel like one movie it felt like a couple different short films and so that was weird for me and yeah as far as it being best original screenplay like there's no lines or like instead of dialogue or anything like that that just really stuck with me, you know? It is all I mean, kind of just the happened. bar, the bar that everybody wants to tweet is can you guess what women's biggest fear is? Yep. And that's obviously haunting, but like it is. And I thought that was bars. I thought that was pretty fire execution. They nailed that line. But I there's nothing not that happened. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing other than like like writing whole speeches for Judas and the Black Messiah and things like that, it, it, I think that just plays more to me, honestly. And then like Sound of Metal, you know, like today is not a good day or like you look like an addict or just all this other kind of stuff that's said in that movie that's really haunting, you know, like. Writing dialogue for sign language. Writing dialogue for sign language. Like the, all the, kind of interaction he has once he gets the implants and it's like all the sound is fucked up like all of it just so so good i would have given it to i would have given it to sound of metal or Judas and black messiah but yeah best adapted yeah best adapted screenplay this was um this was a no-brainer for me honestly the father uh one for best adapted screenplay and this is adapted from the 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 guy that directed and wrote it it was a play he directed this was his i think first feature film if i'm not mistaken but he wrote the play as well he wrote the play as well and then wrote the oh screenplay. i didn't know that yeah that's pretty cool that's why yeah, yeah that's why i really liked the film because he adapted it into something that it wasn't even though he knew the source material because he wrote it like yeah so he and and that's why i really liked the film because he changed it up a lot 
and really did some interesting things with that movie where I said, this is the most, this is the most horrifying film of 2020. I thought it was a horror film. Yeah. It needs it, to stream somewhere. It needs to, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it because you got to pay for it. But like, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, I think it's in theaters still. So if you feel comfortable, definitely go see it. But it, yeah, it's not, uh, I might go see that in the theater. I, I watched like, it at home, but it, I, F2 I, I movies it watch in the theater. Shout out F2 movies, allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that movie is like, extremely haunting. And uh, you said it's adapted from a play, and it doesn't necessarily feel like that. A lot of p- movies that are adapted from plays, like I was saying this about My Randy's Black Bottom, like you can tell, like, oh, this was a play. Like it's all monologues, and they like really focus it on individual characters instead of like full sets and all that and blah 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 but this one i don't know it just felt more like like a like a movie than like a play adaptation mm. so i didn't even realize it was a play adaptation until you just said i that. didn't realize that either that's impressive yeah i mean it is like one of the most renowned plays of the last de- like decade or something like that also i think it's i think it's uh done well overseas especially in england and stuff like that but it's it's um he, he, that play? yeah he wrote and uh excuse me he wrote that play um years ago after he experienced his grandfather with dementia Damn, florian zeller but he also directed the movie which i think this is his only like second or third feature film to direct no this is his first feature film he did an episode of uh, jesus yeah he did an episode of a tv show and this is his first feature film some people are so fucking talented yeah, yeah. he was in his bag and he made like british accents not annoying so shout out to him <laughs> for that um and he's french too uh, so, he's french yep yeah he didn't have a great speech but it was kind of long but i mean whatever um but yeah i think i think the way that that was written he gave Anthony Hopkins some bars in that in that film, to be honest. Definitely. Uh, but go ahead, Anthony Hopkins, like amazing performance again. He completely deserving winner. It's fine that he won. I think Anthony Hopkins knows that he won yet, or is he still asleep? He's still asleep. Nah, he's, he's high as hell. Just, just. <laughs> the better question is, does he know he was nominated? <laughs> anybody tell him hey the oscars are tonight you're nominated for best actor you might win you know what's funny is anthony hopkins is like extremely logged on on twitter (laughs) well do you think that's anthony hopkins no he like takes selfies and shit oh wow yeah how old is anthony hopkins he's like 83 god damn i think yeah yeah i think he's about as old as my grandfather like he's uh he is old I enjoyed the performance, man. He's haunting in that movie, in that film. I think, well, you know, that that film also affects me more um, because it's just like, you know, someone or have been around someone that has experienced dementia. And the fact that they did such an interesting way of portraying what that does to a person. Yeah it sucks man it's the worst and it's and it's terrifying i think that's the most the most terrifying thing on the planet besides like i don't know burning in a fire or something like that is like your mind betraying you yeah and the movie does a really good job of like 
you, the viewer, also feel like betrayed by Anthony Hopkins right. in this movie. Yeah, we were, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, entirely yeah. disoriented. A few minutes, yep. like I was like fifteen minutes into this movie, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is happening? Where are we? What is going on? Who are you? What the fuck yeah. is happening? What is going on? Why is that a new person?" Who is like? So Anthony Hopkins was born in nineteen thirty-seven. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um. So, best cinematography went to Mank, which we all agree. Why? Um, oh, brother. I would have given it to Nomadland. Same. Uh, best makeup and hairstyle, my ratings, Black Bottom, sure. Best costume design, my ratings, Black Bottom, also sure. Um, Mulan was nominated in that car- category, which is interesting. I still haven't um, seen that. Still Not- I haven't seen it, never got to it. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's good too, uh, and I want to watch it. Uh, big it. meh. Uh, best, this is where we kind of get um, things that I kind of I really agree with. Best film editing and best sound went to Sound of Metal. Um, easy decision. Easy, easy decision. Back. So especially sound, I think that is the best use or lack of use of sound. Like we we're dumb people, like we're dumb movie boys, so we don't really know. But like I think that is the best lack of sound or use of sound that I've ever seen in a movie. Other this than like a second, war film or something like that. You know what I mean? This is the second movie I've ever watched. And the, my first thought after watching the movie was, oh, that's going to win the sound awards. Because it's not like I sit around and think about sound that often. The first was obviously A Quiet Place because of the lack of sound. Right. And I watched it in the movie theater. Uh, the Sound of Metal, I watched at home. And I'm sure the sound would be even better in the movie theater. But like even at home, I was like, oh, the what they're doing with the sound in this movie, like this is telling it's literally so important to how the story is told that like you understand right. how important this was. And they just did a great job of the sound editing. So it was, that was an easy decision. This yeah, is a watching... this is a dumb movie boy trope to say, but it's it's another character within the film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely a hashtag film Twitter thing to say. But yeah, watch I'm gonna say another hashtag film Twitter thing to say. But watching it and hearing it kind of reminded me of when I saw Baby Driver in theaters where I was like, Oh shit, the sounds like moving around and when he takes his headphone out, like it's on one side and blah like I was like, Yeah, this shit is incredible. I feel so immersed. And Sound of Metal was like that, like ratcheted up to a million and was sounds that I've literally never heard my life before like so sound of metal desire to win for sure of course when he like starts to find out he's going deaf and there's like the ringing and and then he when he's putting in the cochlear implants for the first time and they turn it on and you hear what a cochlear implant or what people think a cochlear implant sounds like so crazy to watch and it's just this it is if you haven't seen the movie it's just like it kind of sounds like you could hear what you're talking about but like that's what it sounds like in the movie and you're just like oh shit this isn't what he thought it was going to be yeah is a is an incredible breaking and it's heartbreaking because they prime you because you are rooting for this guy so badly and they're putting this implant in you're just like oh shit he's about this like it's for the snap he's gonna hear shit then you, it's like immediately you're just like, oh, his hearing is never going to be like what it was. Like he, you can barely understand what's happening around him. Like mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, let's see, best live action short nobody watched. Um, that was the Groundhog Day per for br- police brutality. The only thing I know about that movie is that there's a black kid that gets shot, 
and the pool of blood is in the shape of Africa. And I just never want to see that film. I, I'm, that's I'm the, I did see that on Twitter and I said, no, this isn't a film for me. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. No, thanks. Um, no, thank you. Uh, let's see. Best visual effects went to Tenet. Y'all have seen Tenet. I have not. Dang. I am, you need yeah. to watch that shit. That shit is incredible, bro. Travis you Scott, understand why they won that award. Let's go. It has, it has the worst sound of any movie I've ever seen, but it has the best visuals that I've seen in a long time. That shit dude, begs. Dude, this category is weird because it's like Love and Monsters, which was really good. If you haven't seen it, it's a very entertaining film. Very kind of stupid, fun film. Um, Midnight Sky, which people said was ass. Uh, <laughs> Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and then Tenet, like you watch it it's like tenants running away with this but it also still feels like a one for chris nolan they're like oh we'll give you one he deserved it yeah he deserved it i don't i, I don't really wish he would put above it but whoever edited the sound of that film should be fired and never allowed to work in the industry again but he fired that shit sounded so ass in the movie theater bro like you oh my god bro you couldn't hear movie. none of the dialogue bro but you didn't all you heard was Random bass and random gunshots, and that's all you could hear. Shit's moving backwards. People are fighting backwards in midair. Like they blew up a plane. Like it was Robert Pattinson's hot. Yeah, I had a great time. When I'm sure it'll be when it comes back to movie theaters. Make sure you go see this film. I know a lot of you didn't see Tenet in theaters, even though those of you saw it at home. Me, I was had the pleasure of seeing it in a movie theater. Go see that in a movie theater when it re-releases, which I'm sure they will do. Uh, that shit is uh, incredibly fun, but don't try to understand what's happening. Just enjoy the movie. I went and saw it twice. I still couldn't tell you what happened, but I can't tell you. Though. I have no idea what happened in that film, and I don't care. I had a great time. Um, uh, and then Mank won for uh, best uh, production design, which sure. Yeah, uh, I thought that was fun. I, it I, looks I, like Hollywood. Wow. I actually would have <laughs> given this to the father because of how much like the apartment changes throughout. I mean, that's more film making than that is like actual set design. But like as much as as much as the apartment changes throughout uh, the father, I thought that was really incredible. Yeah, just how disorienting that is. It's like that. Yeah, that's a character in the film. Like, just yeah. give it the award. Um. So, yeah, let's just talk about really quickly. I mean, we're going on an hour now, but like. This gonna be a shorter episode, but let's just talk about really quickly. Like, I'd say this: the vibe of this year's Oscars, because I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really like some people will say it was boring, kind of like whatever. But less people, um, I'm more. They're all at tables, kind of like the Golden Globes, which give or take people like. Like I like the Golden Globes. I think they're fun. Um, but it's just it was kind of laid back. They let people come up, give their speech. And there wasn't like any gimmicks or anything besides maybe the 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 song thing. But yeah, yeah, that was an it, incredible gimmick though. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I, the the it, the one they did hit, but it was just kind of a laid back setting. They didn't have everybody's mom there. They didn't have your friend's aunt from like second grade there. <laughs> like it wasn't a huge auditorium. It was just the people that we wanted to see were there. You know what I mean? So that I liked it, and I liked the 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 walk in the the production value of the walk in of Regina King walking in holding her really Oscar cool. was, was really cool. Just Chef's kiss, just an incredible crisp. way to start the show. Crisp. What a flex! What a flex! 
Yeah, and she's like, I'm not nominated tonight, but fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? And um, that lo- it looked like something out of a Tarantino film, but also something that they did tonight that they hadn't done, and I think is maybe they had more room to operate it or something. It was like all in 4K. All that yeah. shit was looking yeah. great. Incredible. I don't know. What do y'all think about like sort of this setup? What do you think? I mean, no, uh, no Oscars host. They had a joke bit with Jimmy Kimmel coming out and be like, I used to host the Oscars or whatever. And they, they don't need me anymore. But I, what do y'all think? I I like the format. I liked it a lot. And it's probably going to go away. We're going to go back to having everybody has 10 guests or whatever the number is. So it's like a novelty as well, because we know at some point we're going to be back in a packed, nice yeah. arena. Like they're at Union Station. Like that's not the nicest part of town. It's not the nicest venue. It's they're like literally in a train station. So, um, you know, I appreciate they were getting the rid of, of homeless camps, which is uh, another thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not a great headline that came out. Um, not great. Uh, not great. But uh, yeah, I like the format and the flow of it. I kind of I'm just into no host just for all the award shows, not just the Oscars. They should never you know, have a host again. Yeah, <laughs> like I, it, there's just so much pressure and all, all we do is complain about the fucking host nine times out of ten anyway. Um, I kind of like the no host thing. Just like bounce it around. Just let a couple of Avengers go on the stage. Just let like a couple of famous people that we know and love go on the stage. Like it's fine. Like let a couple of Avengers go on. Yeah, you don't need one person or two people that's supposed to entertain us all night because then we're getting into their B and C level material and we don't need to hear that. Like just let everybody do a good bit and let's keep it moving. I like. I thought it flowed very well and I thought it was a. I mean, as someone who's been watching the Oscars for years. I thought it was a pretty enjoyable Oscars. I never really got bored. I yeah. thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, actors are funny enough to do bits on their own if you write it for them. Exactly. Just have a couple, com- just have a couple like comedy writers come in and write them a couple of bits. And it's cool to just have like a couple of moments with you know these actors and actresses we all love. It's like okay, we're gonna open with Regina King. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Now Zendaya is here. That's amazing. Now Reese Witherspoon is here. Now Brad Pitt is here. Like. Just being funny, being cool, doing their thing, and then getting out of there. You know, they're not, like you said, they're not standing up there trying to, like, be Amy Poehler for three hours. Like, just do one little bit, you know, bring us your little piece of content real quick, two minutes tops, and get out of there. And I think that works perfectly. And I liked how they kind of spent some time talking about each of the nominees because, a lot of these people are people we have never heard of and will never hear of again. But, you know, it's cool to be like, oh, they got into movies by, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going to see Jaws or whatever, whatever the fuck they were saying. Serving or, popcorn to people. And- yeah, they were serving popcorn or, you know, they were uh, like holding hairpins on set of whatever. Like They were collecting cool. Leonardo DiCaprio's shit from a like <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I it took forever. It felt like we were gonna be there all night with the Oscars. Uh, I guess that's why they say then the Oscars for the end, so they could just be like, "Bye, okay." Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, other than the length of it, I thought it was dope, and I think they should do it like that more often. They mentioned they're going back to the Dolby Theater next year and yep, doing the same old thing that they were doing or whatever. But now, nah, fuck that. Go back to Union Station. This was dope. Not Other if the pandemic the- can help it. <laughs> <laughs> only the only complaint I really had until the ending, obviously, was 
how long some of the speeches were, but that's something they really can't do anything about. Like these, some of these people are winning awards. We're never going to hear their names again. Like they're going to have long careers, I'm sure. But like, we aren't going to know who they are. We aren't going to know who the sound mixers or the sound editors or the makeup artists are. We just don't know that stuff. So they're having their moment. Like, of course, they're going to use your moment. But some of those speeches were getting so long. The French dude who directed the short, I think, the or, or the, uh, whatever the, the french dude the, the, the father film. the french oh dude, my the god father was very long to start he was talking for like 30 minutes and then as soon as i was like all right you gotta wrap it up he started talking about something really sad then it was like fuck no i can't tell this guy to get off the stage but like i'm really tired of this guy being on the stage but what can you really do like there's nothing they can do about that so i, I would give them probably an a for the whole for the whole show like i enjoyed the show i thought they did a good job yeah it was probably my favorite since i've you know, just really been paying attention to the Oscars. It's only been like five or so years that I've really been sitting and watching and caring about the Oscars. So it's been my favorite show that I've seen. But yeah, man, that dude that gave like a, he gave a long ass regular thank you speech. And then he got into like his daughter dying right before. Yeah, see, I'm like, uh, come on, bro. They shot the film and all that. And I was like, oh man, you're breaking my heart, but we got to move on. There was, um, you know, it's funny because they did, they did this kind of like this back in the 19, like the early days of the Oscars. It was just sort of a, before it was televised, it was just sort of a thing that they did in like a hotel, <laughs> you know, like a, like a, like a local athletes awards or something like that. They just did it in the hotel. Like, Hey, here's your Oscar champ. You know what I mean? But, um, and then even in like the 1940s and fifties, when it started to get televised, it was really more, sort of the actors and thing and then it when it got bigger and bigger it became this huge ordeal um that's getting nominated for emmys for best live thing and everything and getting billions of views uh that being said taking a step back from that and it being this it it, it i don't know if you could call it fake pretentious or like not fake pretentious like getting away from being this huge deal and being sort of this fake low key thing and try to get away a little bit from the pretension of it felt good. It felt refreshing. Yeah. It felt really good this year. Um, that needs to be the takeaway that it, they have. Plus just having it in general, having was, it in general. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Them, I think them not being in mask and that like the, like not having like big ass like plexiglass like between them or whatever mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that kind of shit like we've seen from other things well, that they try to do live not having yeah. a bunch of zoom calls and all that like they're just doing an event apparently it being everybody's safe. vaccinated they kept, yeah they kept mentioning how safe it was and all that which i was like okay cool we get it i appreciate why you're doing this but you have to tell me anymore but i think just them doing just a regular ass event it being normal small low-key chill just it just felt right little kickback little kickback at the at the house yeah uh-huh. me and all my friends and dresses that are worth more than your life <laughs> like, we're just hanging out yeah. yeah me and brad me and brad, me and brad pitt just having a little kickback um it was yeah i thought it was a little i thought it was a little refreshing now there's a little pretense with some of the speeches and everything else but that's the Oscars. Like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Like, we're gonna we're gonna hear about the social cause of the month, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, 
if you don't watch people who say that they don't watch the oscars because of that you're a liar you're just a liar sorry yeah tyler perry perry told me that i should not hate someone just because they're a cop and i continued to watch so i'm not really here for anybody yeah it's not has an issue uh, i I was like oh that sucks that tyler perry said that (laughs) and i literally just kept watching the oscars it was fun yeah i've seen some people like I've seen like only two or three people say this, but they're like, well, that Chadwick Boseman shit was so whack. I'm just not watching the Oscars next year. Like, I'm not doing this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, even if you're not lying, that's cool or whatever. But I'm going to be right back here pissed about whatever the Oscars do next yeah, year. People, I love this most, shit. People that don't love the Oscars probably are telling the truth that they won't come back. But like, for me, it's like, oh, they, they do like once every two years or something. It's like, oh, I hate that. But I just love the Oscars. I just like, I, I just love it. I just. I will always watch it. So I mean, it's so much fun. Yeah, and Dex, it's an entertainment show. At the very end of the day, it is an entertainment Dex. show for us to debate. It's basically like the MVP award. It's just like for any talking heads to debate, like us idiots getting on here and talking about who should have won, who shouldn't have won. But it and it drives media and it drives conversation. And that's really all it is. It's an entertainment thing but at the end of the day also it gives actors and and all these people credit that they may not have had and it gives you more lanes though too yeah the price the price of the brick grows up when you put oscar winner in front of someone's name that when they walk into a negotiation they walk to a negotiation it's like a different ball game it doesn't matter whether you like the film or you like yeah. the project they were working on, like once somebody can say that they're an Oscar award winner, for the most part, the like the, the price of the brick goes up. So it's a pretty big deal. It's it's not a measure, it's not a measure of talent, it's a measure of value, which is Correct. a very interesting thing that we do. But that's why it's almost worth watching because it's like, all right, you can put that in front of your name from now on. Like it was never gonna affect Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt or but but for some of these people bank their career like whatever happened to Adrian Brody you know what I mean or look, look at the director of the father like we had never heard that guy's name now all of a sudden this is his first directorial debut and now he could probably go make whatever he wants to now like look yeah. at Chloe Zhao like obviously she had already gotten like something like the eternal so obviously people were already paying attention to what she was making but she was making small indie films Nomad Land's the biggest movie that she's made but people were paying like attention. Three million dollars to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it's a tiny movie, but it's like much bigger than her other movies. And it's like now she can go make whatever she wants to. That's this stuff is important to people that work in that industry. And so you understand why it's so fraught, kind of with the tension that you get, and kind of people really care about it is because people care on behalf of the people that really care, which are the people who are directly affected by it. We just care as just saying if certain people's works are not are not. Uh, like awarded or not respected in this space and this is the space that's making stars out of people then the 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 inequalities that exist at the top of this industry will always be there if you don't start to reward people of color and women that are making films or acting in films or doing whatever they're doing around films if you don't if you don't acknowledge their work in this space the biggest of the spaces then their work inherently means less on the market and so that's why people care so much it's like we want the industry to look different we want to see money behind women we want to see money behind people of color we want to see money behind people telling different stories and the only way that that happens is that you acknowledge the work that they're already doing in those spaces 
Yeah, and the academy is not like a bunch of random critics who all live in New York and like apply to be in this thing. No. It's not like it's your some, peer. It's their peers. Yeah, it's your peers. It's not you know teens. Like it's not people who like still watch twelve hours of ridiculousness on MTV who decided to vote. <laughs> like after seeing that link pop up, like it's it's your peers. Like it's other actors, it's other actresses, it's directors, screenwriters, and costume designers and all this stuff who are deciding this is what we think is the top of our industry and that that matters like whether people want to admit it or not and people know it matters because whenever you get into an argument with anybody about an actor that they like the first thing they're going to do is count oscars and count yeah. nominations like y'all know this shit means a lot like so don't act like don't act like you don't care. It's and a then, count the rings argument for entertainers. Yeah, don't act like you don't care, and then like come at me and say, "Well, look at all the nominations and the wins that Jamie Foxx has." Like, like you care, you, mm-hmm. we get it, and that's cool. Like, it's it's fun. Just just shut up. Let us enjoy the Oscars. Let us get mad, and we'll be back next year and do that shit again. Basically, we're just screaming at no one, but at, like people on Facebook that just get on any any comment section and be like, "No one people cares." On Facebook, you care a little bit. You care yeah. a little bit to comment that you don't care. The I'm not watching the big pop culture event crowd is the wackest. Like, I don't care if you're not watching the Super Bowl. I don't care if you're not watching the Oscars. I don't care that you're not watching. Fucking the rest of us are watching. Sorry, we're all watching this shit. We're all tweeting about it. Like, let us have. This communal experience. I can't believe you actually watched that pretentious bullshit where people just get up and give you social. Yeah, it's riveting. I love it. It's incredible. (laughs) I wait all year long for this shit. I follow along. I listen to podcasts telling me what shit's going to be in this award show. Like, usually I get drunk. I play fantasy around it. Like, it's fun. Like, it's, I love the Oscars. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick, I just want to go over this article. Um, by the things.com see what y'all think uh rank the most overrated films ever to win an oscar oh yes crash should be way up there all right so we don't have uh we don't have a draft this episode so sorry we could have probably done like most overrated films but just give us the top 10 top 10 all right well top 15 is number 15 is the artist which fuck that movie yes um Number 11 is Dancing with Wolves, of course. All right. Birdman. Okay, wait a second. Number I hate 10. this list. <laughs> <laughs> that film is good. I've still never seen it. Ordinary, ordinary People beat out Raging Bull in 1980. Sure. I've never seen that. I've seen Raging Bull and not Ordinary People. A Beautiful Mind. Yep, good one. Beat out, uh, beat out Gladiator. Yeah, fuck a beautiful mind, man. <laughs> we both are going to do a Gladiator episode. Yeah, that both, film uh, is for perfect. Sure. Both Russell Crowe joints. Um, Greatest sports movie of all time. The English Patient beat out Fargo and Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Fargo fuck the English is such patient. a banger. Like I, uh, I don't think Jerry Maguire is that good. Uh, yeah, you know Maguire how much I love not. Tom Cruise. But I'm surprised Fargo that was, was nominated banger. for as many Oscars as it was. Me too. Me yeah, too. This, especially going back and watching it. It's like Tom Cruise has made third, 20 better movies than that. So, yeah. like, what are we doing? But yeah, anyway. Me, Jerry Maguire is a movie that we like. That was like the DVD cart day. Like, we're going to watch yeah, exactly. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> like, it just never gave me best picture vibes. Uh, Fargo's Fred- one of the funniest dark comedies ever made, ever, ever, ever in the history of American cinema. That shit bangs. That shit's still good. 
The TV show based on that film is amazing. That shit is amazing. Uh, Crash. Such yeah, number stinks. six. Uh, I don't know what other films were nominated that year, but Crash can you won. imagine Crash winning an Oscar today? Like, they would burn the fucking Academy to the oh ground. Oh my god, dude! Um, outrage. I said this earlier. Uh, Gladiator winning Best Picture. Sorry, it it won Best Picture in two thousand. I thought to, uh, it beat out two thousand and one. Let's see what else. Oh wait, Gladiator did win Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As it's, it's it's incredible. It should have. It's is it the best movie? It's the though? greatest sports movie of all time, bro. It's sports incredible. movie. Oh, that's a good point. Oh that my a, god, it's so riveting. Let's see, two thousand one Oscars. Benicio del Toro won. Russell Crowe won. Let's see. Man, Russell Crowe. Remember when Russell Crowe was like winning Oscars and like the world was his oyster? What the fuck happened to that? Slam some guy's head into a pay payphone. <laughs> I'm at a payphone. He went from uh, that to being the worst part of American Gangster. Like, yeah, like yeah. Gladiator definitely should have won. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Traffic, Chocolat, and Aaron Brockovich were all. Yeah, nominated. get them just the fuck out of here. Aaron Brockovich is good, but get them just yeah. the fuck out of here. Gladiator is incredible. Um, Oliver, 1968. No one gives a fuck. We're going to move on from that. Nobody saw that shit. Uh, Midnight Cowboy was also nominated. Number three, Green Book. Yep. Wait, Sucks. damn, they got two ahead of Green Book. I can't wait for these. This one I agree with. Number two. Did the birth of a nation win best picture or something like that? Like, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, but like, did that happen? I think it might have actually. I think I, I think hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta look this up. Birth of a nation. Oh, God damn. An a, a literal KKK film. I would not be surprised. This was one of the biggest movies ever made at the time. They they screened that shit in the White House. Oh, uh, they didn't they didn't have the Oscars back then. Oh, that makes sense. Um, 1915. All right. So number two, I actually really agree with Shakespeare in Love beat out Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that stinks. Shakespeare in Love is not good. What the fuck is that shit? That's the biggest atrocity. Saving Private Ryan is great, though. You got Saving Private Ryan is the best war film, and it came out 25 years ago, 26 years ago. Peak Peak Hanks. That shit is good. That shit. Peak Hanks. Peak Spielberg. Incredible. Um, and this says no country for old men. All right, close that list fucking immediately. That's the greatest movie of all time. Wait, they're saying this that's is the ridiculous. most overrated Oscar winner. Is yeah, that, what Who made this list? No Where country for old be? men is more overrated than overrated than Crash and Green Book. That's what it says. What did it? I don't what care it what be? it went against. What? That shit is amazing. This the thing that says thethings.com said. No Country for Old Men was nearly not as mesmerizing as people remember. There That's was some, not true. There was some stiff competition. I just competition watched that shit like a month ago. There was some stiff competition in 2007, and somehow No Country for Old Men was a film that wound up on top. Javier Bardem's performance was largely why the film was so loved, but really the movie was rather dull. There Will Be Blood it was right. a much better film that year. That's not true, first of all. And second of all, calling No Country for Old Men dull is... That's mind blowing that they that's the word they've used to describe that film. No country for old men deserved it, but no, I love There Will Be Blood. That film is kind I of I do boring. like There Will Be Blood, but There Will Be Blood is boring. 
Yeah. It's good, but it is it's it's, just, it's, long in, it is boring. it's in nomad land territory. <laughs> yes. It is a long journey. It is boring, but it is really good. It was but also no nominated with is... Juno Atonement and Michael Clayton. All, right. all like all Juno. other yeah. nobody remembers or cares about Juno. No, people love Juno. I love Juno. Well, people loved it at the time. Do people White still people watch Juno, Juno in twenty? Yeah, <laughs> like nobody watches Juno. Juno in twenty twenty one, except when Elliot Page like came out. I don't think anybody has thought about Juno otherwise. People still watch No Country for Old Men to this day. That shit True. is perfection. Like a Josh Brolin comeback. That gave Josh Brolin the agency to do whatever he wanted. It really did. He literally could do whatever he wanted to after that. Man, yeah, what a film. Book. They picked the worst movie nominated that year. Well, what was nominated that year? Hold well, no. That uh, was uh, that was Vice. Yeah, that Vice, was Roma, Roma. That was Bohemian Rhapsody. That was Star the favorite, the greatest film of all time, A Star is Born. Yeah, yeah, like, Bohemian Rhapsody was the worst movie nominated. Ugh, Bohemian movie. Rhapsody Bohemian was the worst movie sucks. nominated. But Green Book was a close second. Yeah, Green Book was also trash. I mean, okay, so Green Green Book, A Star is Born, Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, uh, Roma, The Favorite, Vice. I that was love criminal a, what they did. I love A Star I love is Born. I five of those movies, bro. I love A Star is Born. I would have given it to that. We thought Roma was going to win, which we were surprised. Um Bohemian Rhapsody is the worst film I've ever seen. That Black Panther is great. The favorite is Black great. Panther was never going to win. Best it wasn't. Though. But hell, I said that, and then Green Book won, and I said maybe Black Panther could have won because I don't know. <laughs> I, I still don't know how it happened. Like, it's just like what? Yeah, I can't imagine Green Book being like a lot of people's first choice. The Oscars does like for Best Picture at least they do like the, the ranking system, the rank system. So yeah. like if you have it like second, that'll get it a lot of points or whatever. I can't imagine that being a lot of people's first place like movie. I had to be honest year. with you. I still haven't seen it just because of y'all's reviews. You don't need to Green see Book? it. There's you don't need to see it. There's nothing to gain. It's not <laughs> as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody, even with the premise being like wholly racist and the family being like, hey, please don't nominate this film. And then they were like, no, we're going to give it best picture. But like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is really bad. Like it's it's an awful, awful film. And the only reason that it was nominated is because people really like Queen songs and they really like singing Queen songs in a movie theater, which was fun as shit. I did it. I went to see that film. Same. I had a great time singing those songs. That film stinks, though. Like, the actual film stinks. Yeah. Just watch Live Rhapsody. Aid on YouTube. We've seen exactly. Yeah, Green Book is a well-made movie that's, like, misguided and being made. But Bohemian Rhapsody is just a bad film. Like just it's bad. Just not, it's just not made well. Yes. I... Still can't believe that he won for that portrayal of of Freddie Mercury. And I like him as an actor, so I'm not trying to shit on him, but that was egregious that he won that. Especially yeah. in a year that was Christian yeah. Bale was in Vice. Like Christian Bale was Christian so Bale was like three hundred pounds for Vice. Yeah. <laughs> was actually Bradley Cooper was yeah. was amazing. He was how actually you, singing. How are you gonna get no. the award? To a guy who was acting in a biopic for a singer who and didn't fucking sing. Bradley Cooper was fucking singing and playing the guitar and probably doing opioids and, direct and directing. Like, He's, come that on. fucking film is great. How did they not give that man any fucking awards for that movie, bro? They gave that man zero awards for doing nine jobs on one of the best movies <laughs> of the year. 
That's crazy. Exactly. It's like when LeBron would lead the finals in every stat category and still lose. <laughs> it still didn't get still Holy lost. Shit. No MVP. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is up there with Leo now. He's been nominated for eight Oscars and nothing. Jesus Christ, man. The first I've been going close eight MVPs. The first hour of A Star is Born was probably one of the most compelling hours of a film you have ever seen. It's perfect. It's literally perfect. It's time to it's testify. <laughs> and they gave this man nothing yeah. for help. Yeah. Help. Was that your Bradley Cooper singing impression? That yeah. was incredible. <laughs> it's a. Uh... I mean, he's not a great oh, singer. He's not a great singer, but that 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 opening when he's like doing tequila and taking drugs and he just goes out there and just bow, bow, bow. I'm like, holy shit. This is the best fucking movie I've seen. Jackson ever. made is a hero, bro. That yeah. shit was I love that shit. Every one of us in the theater was like, Yes, do those drugs. Like we're just do like those <laughs> drugs. Smash that pill with your boots, snort that shit. Let's go. God, yeah. I just love that movie. You stole my fucking voice. Is the best line. <laughs> Lady Gaga punching cops in the face. Like, this is amazing. This is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And they didn't give him shit for that movie, but you know that was like, a travesty. He got nothing. He was so good, man. But Come it's on. like, but it's like we got to give it to the dude that didn't even sing didn't sing but he wore fake teeth so mm. you know i hate that movie that movie stinks <laughs> they gave it best editing too which is just oh the awful shit ever, awful, bro. awful awful like i don't normally notice that that much but like that was like somebody posted a clip of uh like a conversation they had with um their uh like the managers or the manager and it's just awful Jump cuts all over the place. Anyway, that. do y'all have like an overrated Oscar film besides Green Book? No, I'm good. I really hate the artist. I, I would like yeah. to just uh, emphasize, reemphasize that that film stinks. Yeah, my um, I mean the the one that everybody says is like Dancing with Wolves, which beat out Goodfellas. I haven't seen Dances with Wolves since I was like a kid. But I know that Goodfellas is Goodfellas, and so I'm gonna my, join in there. Uh, anger, anger. Yeah, mine is mine is Shakespeare in Love because I watched Shakespeare in Love. It's fine. It's a fine movie. It's not Saving Private Ryan. What the fuck are we doing? What is that? That's what? how it's really hard to look back at that. And Royden, I know you don't like this take, but that's how I feel about King's Speech. It's good. That's fine. It's well. It's made. good, but it I'm never watching network. the King's Speech again. Um, <laughs> and it's not the Social Network. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's even more egregious though, because when you have something as visceral as Saving Private Ryan, it like it just affecting as it was and how popular it is. I yeah, I just I don't know, man. It won every other award too, I think, that year and just didn't win Best Picture. I feel the opposite because I feel like the social network has is aging so well because of wow. what Facebook became. That it's like, oh, you really missed an opportunity. Aging, to- <laughs> aging better than World War Two. T. <laughs> yes, because World War Two, while obviously a big deal, is not like necessarily relevant to like today's time. The way Teach. that the social, the social, what network, are we talking about? The social network is so relevant to the times we live in. After what happened in two thousand, when the hell did 16. Trump win? Sixteen. Can you just say uh, like he thought Hitler had so some good relevant. points? No, I'm not. I'm not defending Hitler. I'm just saying 
we don't really have another like, oh, my God, we can look to World War Two to learn lessons of what we're doing now. Like none of that shit is applicable to today because you know what administration we just you know what administration we just got out of. That's true. But I mean, he was locking people in camp. So I guess that is true (laughs) that he actually did lock people in camp. That's true. Okay. Never mind. I'm going with the same private Ryan. In Trump's America, I was waking up like, I got to go save Private Ryan. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> but you were logging on to fi- Facebook, for sure. <laughs> um, you have a point. I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm busting your balls. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, the Facebook, the social network, he, even now, you can argue that his age like spoiled milk because we didn't even know where the fuck that was going. <laughs> even then, the, the, the social network, go listen to our social network episode, but it, it kind of like even jumps the shark from that. It was a way like, ahead Whoa. of its time. It was it was it was already painting Mark Zuckerberg as that we had not seen Mark Zuckerberg enough to know enough about Mark Zuckerberg to form an opinion about who he was as a person. We just knew about Facebook. But now in retrospect, it's like maybe that film maybe the one thing wrong with that film is that it doesn't like, go too hard. At, it doesn't go hard enough. enough and is at some point sympathetic to Mark Zuckerberg. Whereas if that film was made like now, maybe you wouldn't get that sympathetic angle. And I don't think it's that sympathetic to him. I think it paints him in a truly bad light, but not bad enough for the super Lex Luthor villain that he became. Yeah, you come away from that movie thinking Mark Zuckerberg's kind of a dick instead of yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's going exactly. to the exactly. You don't think You don't come away thinking he's a super villain. You just think he's kind of a dick. Like that guy kind of sucks. But he's literally a supervillain. So it's like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. So that has been uh, our Oscars episode. Of course, there's some other things. We don't really do news on this podcast, but some trailers dropped tonight uh, in the Heights. Uh, I'm there first West night. Story. West Side Story. Two musicals. musicals. Yeah. Um, catch me in the catch me in the theater for night one for both of those films, actually. Like Facts. I'm the same. Like. West Side Story is kind of overdone at this point, but I'm a sucker for it. Like, fine. You know, I'm not sure West Side Story. I'm not sure it's going to be good, but it's a classic. I love the original catch. I've seen the the play. I've seen the movie a million times. I've seen the play like five times. I'm there first night for West Side Story. I have the no play, idea why, why the play is, exist, but I'm there. Yeah, the musical is so entertaining. I mean, uh, low key, Steven Spielberg has been on some stinkers, but like. That's what I'm worried about. I'm yeah. scared of that. But I. And we don't know how to feel about Ansel Elgert at this point. I mean, he got a payday, so whatever he won. But, like, yeah, I'm in there night one. I, in the Heights look way more entertaining. I'm in there for both those night one. And also, at some point, we're getting Black Widow, which didn't at the – oh, had, did, when did the Shang-Chi trailer drop? Between our last recording? Yeah, or? it did. Also, Shang-Chi trailer came out. Um, yeah, I will be there night one. The niggas better not be shooting at my movie theater because I'm about to be in there night one. So please don't I'm be shooting up in the movie theaters because I'm gonna be there at midnight. Fuck yes, I can't. Hashtag stop Asian hate because I need y'all to relax. <laughs> I need y'all to relax and let me see this film. Fast. Let them have their moment. Like we had our moment for Black Panther. Like I want. I I gotta tell you, Marvel is huge in China. That film is going to, to do bananas numbers numbers numbers, oh numbers. My going to single-handedly God. bring back amc theaters like that. And what and, <laughs> and what if it's actually good like what if it actually bangs like that shit i, I really like kung fu movies wait like, did I, lee like, isaac chung do that movie i don't know. wait i don't think so no hold on no it's the guy that did a uh, short term 12 um yep 
sorry, Daniel, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. He did a also an Asian American filmmaker. He did um, Short Term Twelve and Just Mercy, some other good films as well. But I really, really love kung fu movies, like especially older ones. So just to see a Marvel movie that like, oh, there's superpowers and there's fucking there's these these fucking things around the wrist and you might have people that have superpower but really it's just like a uh, dude Your that's who on people yeah turn that, sign me up for that shit i cannot wait bro yeah we know you I like kung fu movies wait. because you like the old uh mortal Kombat movies which are ass <laughs> which are incredible well no, those okay. movies that's are like, ass that, that second one is ass and the first one is ass, but the second one is ass and not fun. The first one is ass and incredibly fun. I sent y'all that clip in the group message. That that looks like shit, Teach. I that first film I watched, I it came like, out when I was in what? junior high school. That shit is incredible. You have to understand how mind-blowing it was for me to nah. see the video game that I like to play on a fucking movie screen. That was life-changing for me. I love that shit. Looks like butt. Um <laughs> 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 Looked like ass. Uh, I so yeah, Shang Chi's coming out. Of course, Black Widow's coming out. Uh, the Eternals is going to come out eventually, sometime soon. But all that to be said, we are reviewing um, tomorrow. Actually, if you're so Monday, we're we're going to drop two episodes this week. We are reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, tomorrow with uh, sports and stuff. Do do uh, sports and stuff podcast. Yes, sir. Um. Tell them about their podcast really quickly, uh, just so I get it right. Yeah, so the duo sports and stuff, a couple of the Baylor homies, Deontay Epps and one of his friends, they do a podcast where they just talk sports and stuff. Uh, typically, they have guests on. They'll get some really high-profile guests on. They've had, like, Marcus Spears came on, Jay Billis came on. Like, they get really good, really oh. good guests, and they just kind of talk. Uh, they'll, like, interview them about sports and then – you know, kind of talk to them about they'll do movie episodes and stuff like we do. And there's some really cool dudes. Uh, I've gotten to kind of talk to Deontay a lot, just being on Baylor Twitter and stuff like that. So I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Um, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier was very fun to me. And but there's still some takes to get off in there, even though I liked it. So I got some takes about this last episode. This is going to be this is going to be so dope. I'm so excited for I this can't episode. Wait for it. Got some takes. About Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky, and his name isn't Falcon anymore. It's Captain America. And oh, the Captain Winter America. Soldier. Yeah. Please well, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, yeah. So we are uh, Birdie and Bucky, as some people have called it. <laughs> yeah. So we are. That would have been a great title, Birdie and Bucky. So we are. So we were watching that. So go watch. Go finish that on uh, Disney Plus. Shout out to the Mouse Overlords, and uh, yeah. So. That is what we'll be doing coming up. After that is anybody's guess because we got gladiators the guest. Yeah, I guess gladiator. Oh, yeah, bro, you don't understand. I might wear a full regalia for the gladiator. <laughs> I fucking love that film. Like kill a dude in the street with a sword. Oh my um, god, that film just gets me so hyped. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh and shop Apollo HOU. Oh, we we keep telling y'all. About the best Houston merch you'll find any fucking where. ApolloHOU.com. Use promo code one take pod O-N-E-T-A-K-E-P-O-D for 10% off your orders at Apollo HOU. They got just all kinds of fly rocket shit, Astros, Texans, 
And if you don't like any of those teams, just buy the Apollo merch. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's there's something there for everyone. Buy and, the Beast know, one, someone merch. One day, there might be one take pod merch on there. Just exactly. One day, maybe. But y'all got to start up using the promo code. Moving up in the world. Yeah, and uh, the way that you do that and move us up in the world, go leave us a review on iTunes, please, and thank you. Go follow us on Spotify as well. We are also on Google+. Plus, But go do all those things. Leave a five-star review. Leave us a written review as well. That really helps our algorithm. We really appreciate it. Also, um, Dex and I were on Stir the Plot uh, this past week. We had that on our 21 Jump Street episode, but it is out when you're listening to this now. So go listen to Stir the Plot. We were on that podcast talking about akira a movie neither of us have seen but it was really really fun so go give the homies a uh shout out and a listen so thank you so much to all of us for uh, all of you rather not us i listened to most of them. but thank you to all of you for listening viewing one take pod on twitter one take pod on youtube apollo houston on twitch apollo h-o-u on twitter as well so thank you so much to watching listening and we're out well, life is so love the one you got cause you might get run over or you might get shot never start or static i just get it off my chest